Let's turn to the Bible. You know, one of the things that's so beautiful is uh, new year, new life. One thing that God always does is he always wants to keep us in mind of the fact that there's new beginnings. That's why every year you find that the seasons change. In Israel, it's amazing, but they could have four harvests in one year just because of the weather. I remember going over there and was amazed at what they'd done in desert. They'd bought water in and they'd managed to uh, harvest crops four times a year. And it's nice to know there's a sowing, there's a springtime, there's a harvest. And in a person's life, the same principles apply. And God wants us to understand that when you sow, you're going to reap. When you really put in the right things, you're going to reap the good things. And it's amazing how many people are sowing to the wrong things in their life and can't understand why it goes wrong. I love, so, I love the gospel. I love the good news. It's just that it, it so sticks in people's crawl when they find that they can't manipulate God. They either have to obey and set their own will aside to have his will, and that's where the crunch comes in life. It's always to do with will. Whatever way you slice the pie, it's do you want your way or God's way? Are you going to live for God or yourself? That's it. It's that simple. Are you going to feed on what God says feed on? Or are you going to feed on what you want to feed on? Are you going to come to the cross of Jesus Christ, deny yourself and follow him? Or are you going to say, no, I have a right to my own life, my own thoughts, my own ideals, and go to hell? That's it. Jesus just made it so plain he said if you want to be my disciple here's the condition accept a man deny himself take up his cross and follow me he cannot be my disciple isn't that exclusive he said there's only one way to live to be a disciple I love it so you know it's black and white isn't it hmm no shades of grey, there's no kind of, oh, well, yeah, but, you know, you can't. No. That's it. You know, Jesus, he wanted to make it plain. Turn with me to John 3. Hmm. You remember in John 3, I, I just thought I'd, it's New Year. So I just want to emphasize New Year. And read this in John's Gospel, chapter 3. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night 
and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. You know, when you go to ask God something, it's amazing. Here's a man who comes. Why did he come at night? If he really believed what he was saying out of his mouth, why did he come in secret? He came by night. And he said, look, we know no man can do these miracles if God wasn't with him. You know, miracles takes God's power. Really does. But if you really believe it's God, then why are you afraid of the religious people? Nicodemus, why is it that you crept in you weren't uh, prepared to acknowledge Jesus for who he really was. You crept in and said, well, you're a teacher. I just want to find a few answers out, but I don't want anyone to know where I got my answers from. I just want some information. And so in creeps this snidey fellow called Nicodemus. at night and gives Jesus half a compliment well Jesus answered and said unto him truly truly I say unto you except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of God Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, thou hearest the sound thereof, and canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. In other words, they're unpredictable. When God's leading something, it's unpredictable. There's something that man can't predict. Man can never predict what God's going to do. I'm amazed how people want to tell me what God's going to do. You know, this is the end time. God's going to do this. God's going to do that. Well, let me tell you, I don't believe it. It's not given to us to know the times or the seasons. God is God. God will do what God wants to do, how God will do it, when God wants to do it. And that's it. Now, if a man who's born of the Spirit is unpredictable, 
God says, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. In other words, God will do it his way when he wants to, how he wants to, and if you think you're smart enough to figure it out, you're a fool. Is that plain? If you want everything predictable in life, I've got news for you. Nothing is. And when it comes to the things of the Spirit of God, it's totally unpredictable. <coughs> Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Do you know what I love about it is Jesus reverts. You notice at the beginning, uh, and I just want you to notice, at the beginning, he comes and says, Rabbi, teacher, teach me. And he tries to pretend that somehow he's got great respect for Jesus. And he says, look, no man can do these miracles. I want to figure out how this miracle thing works. You know, that was really the question. It was, you know, you've got this power, this miracle power, and it's working for you. Uh, and, you know, you must be a, a, you know, well, teach me. And there's a lot of people who go to church, uh, and their only concern is miracles. They want to know the secret of miracle power. They want to know the answer to miracle power. There's a lot of people like that. They want to figure out what it is. And how it works. And that's what Nicodemus was really after. He wasn't after really finding out who Jesus was. He was finding out and trying to find out how he did the things. That was his question. And Jesus ignored it. But then he turns it back on him and he says, Well, are you a master in Israel and don't know these things? And you've always got to look at the motive of people. People aren't really coming to church to find out how to transform their lives. They're coming to church to find out how they can get the benefits out of God to live the way they want to live. And the answer is you're not going to get them. God's not going to educate you into the miraculous so you can use it for yourself. That's not the issue. The issue is you must be born again. You've got to lose your life that you might have his. You've got to come to the place where you realize what the gospel's about. You've made a mess of yourself. Now God says you can have life, but it has to be my life in you. You must be born again. How can I be born when I'm old? Well, I've lived this way a long time. Fine, but you've got to have new life. You've got to totally abandon your old ways, your life for his life. That, that's the deal. The miraculous doesn't come into it. Not the works that he does. Lou, look back at it. Isn't it fascinating? Thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles.
that thou doest except God be with him. What was he wanting to know? He was wanting to know how. That's all. He considered himself a teacher, a leader. Jesus answers verse 10. He said, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Truly, truly, I say unto you, we speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and you receive not our witness. If I've told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Here you are. Nicodemus, look, you don't even believe the earthly things. What's the point in talking to you? Now, the strange thing is the natural man can't receive the things of the Spirit for they're spiritually discerned. That's it. And Jesus gives us the key. He says, he says it, um, Verily, verse 11, I say unto you, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and you don't receive our witness there's something about a man who's born again who's really come into life he can talk about what God has done in him he can tell how there came a day when God broke the power of sin broke the chains and shackles that abound him from his birth released him and he came in alive. Now he can't explain it in terms of, uh, of naturalness except to say, I know that there came a day in my life once I was blind, then I could see. I know there came a day in my life once I couldn't believe, now I can't not believe. There came a day in my life where I wasn't the person I was born. Transformed. That's my witness. I can tell you there came a day in my life when God, by the Holy Ghost, birthed me from above and my whole inward being was transformed in a second. I was not the man I was born. I'd been born again. And I was born clean. And I was born free. Now that's my witness. It happened to me, what, 31 years ago? No, more than that now. God. In 65, how long ago is that? Where's a mathematician? What? 36 years ago, I don't know. Okay, 36 years ago, in the Hilton Hotel, room 1118, if you want to be exact. Glory to God. I was born from above. Now there's a lot of people that say, ah oh, well that was your experience, but not everyone has the same experience. I want to tell you anyone who's a Christian must be born again. And that experience is the same for everyone. New birth is new birth, and it doesn't matter what way you slice the pie, if you haven't had it, you aren't a Christian. You must be born again. 
And it's no good. If people won't hear your witness of earthly things, they're not going to hear your witness about heavenly things. They just won't. And I meet a lot of people that are religious, but haven't been born again. I meet a lot of people that know a lot about the Bible, but never been born again. They can't point to a time when they know. Well, I tell you, Spurgeon put it this way, you know, when you've had an electric shock, you know it's happened. When a man's full of the Holy Ghost, he knows. And if you don't know, you haven't been, and you're on your way to hell. You must be born again. Glory to God. What a wonderful statement Jesus made. Huh? What, it's wonderful. The people that know, know. We speak that we do know. And, and you try and explain to someone what it is. You can't. You know, you know, because you know. Or as they say in Yorkshire, them that knows, knows. It's happened. So well, what happens if I'm not born again? Keep coming. Just keep coming. Because you've got to be born of the incorruptible word of God by the Holy Ghost and only God can do it. You say, well, I made a decision for Jesus. Very good. But that didn't get you born again. Well, I asked Jesus into my heart. Very good. But that don't get you born again. Well, I, I prayed. Well, very good. But that doesn't bring new birth. Done. What brings about new birth? Look at it. It says this. No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved he that believeth on him is not condemned but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God do you know it's so important to realize he is the only begotten son of God That's what makes you an exclusive club. <laughs> That's what makes a Christian so exclusive. He says, ha, huh, there's only one begotten of God. His name is Jesus. It just makes you exclusive. And that, that's it. When you're born again, you, you know it. 
And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest, that they are wrought in God. Here's a way of knowing who's in light and who isn't. Because a person who's in light will come and the light will examine their deeds, what they do. See, your life, when it comes to light, you're either going to hide your life and the way you behave and the way you live, or you're prepared to come to the light because you walk in the light. And if you don't come to the light, you'll hate the light. And that's why people hate preachers, hate leaders. Well, it's basically to do with light. If your deeds are evil, you don't want to be reproved and you don't want to have to change your lifestyle. So it'll be hiding. You'll hide. Murmur, murmur, murmur. Now basically it's hatred. It's not that you really hate the preacher, it's just you can't bear the fact that you don't want to come to light. And it's all to do with will. So you want your own way, not God's way. That's the deal. It's so easy to know who's who. There's people who walk with open face. And there's people that don't. One of the things that fascinated me was uh, one of the MPs, uh, her husband, was, and he sat down in the front here, and he was sitting about here, if you want to know. He was sitting here, see? Boom. And he sat here. There was a seat here. I'm not going to sit there's no seat but he was sitting here and he was looking up and he watched the choir watched the choir now from this position he was watching the choir wasn't probably the best position he might have been better off here but he wasn't he was here so he looked at this lot see and he said to my wife Afterwards, we went up to the, the hall. The, he was one of the um, people who came, and uh, um, we, because we, we couldn't get everyone in the hall upstairs, so we took some upstairs, some of the special guests upstairs, and he came, and he was talking with us, and he said there's something that fascinated him. He said, my wife came last year to the carol concert, and when she was at the carol concert, she was so thrilled when she came home. She said, I he said, I couldn't come. She couldn't stop talking about it for weeks. And said, this year when the invitation came, he said, I was fascinated to find out what it was that fascinated her. And so he came to the carol concert and he sat just here, see, next to her. And, and I, I noticed he was sitting there, because I was standing there. And, and he was sitting here. And, and the thing he said that impressed him, he said, do you know what really affected me? He said, I looked at the choir, 
And when they were singing, I looked at the open faces. He said, and what you can see is they had nothing to hide. He said, I worked in Romford and Dagenham and areas like that. He said, you can tell people that have nothing to hide in their lives. And you can tell people that have something to hide. It's on their face. He said, I've dealt with a lot of people. He said, and there's people, they have joy, they have life, and they have nothing to hide, open-faced. Now, this is a non-Christian talking. And then he came upstairs, and, and when we were talking, I, I, I went over, my wife was chatting with him, and I came over, and he said, you know, he said, I've looked at your people. He said, they're a normal people, but the thing that's so remarkable is their happiness and their joy. But he said, the most important thing is their open face. He said, you go to Romford, you won't see people with open faces. You go in a crowd, you don't see open faces. He said, I won't stop talking about it either. He said, you people are different. That was his testimony. Incredible. This bunch. <laughs> you see, Jesus agrees. He says it's to do with light. Let's read it. And it... Verse 19, and this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light. Well, how can a man love darkness? I know some people who hide from truth. They love darkness rather than light. I know some people prefer to be down a pub boozing themselves silly than to be in the church of Jesus Christ. They love darkness rather than... I know some people who, who in their behavior and manner of life would prefer to be in secret. I know some people who won't face truth. They love darkness rather than light. And then it tells you why they love it. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. It neither cometh to the light, lest his deed should be reproved. Now, there are people that don't want to change their lifestyle. If something's wrong with your life, heck, why not sort it out? If something's wrong with the way you're living, why not get it right? Instead of sitting there and hiding in your evil and pretending to people and cloaking your life with a false light. Hiding in your religion. Why not get it out into the light? Get the thing reproved that's wrong. Put your life right and go on with God in the right way rather than hide.
Well, the reason you don't do it is because you love darkness. Because you don't want to put your life right. It's to do with will. We're back to will. I don't want to clean up my act. I like to be like I am. Why should I change? Well, I'll tell you why you need to change, because if you're not born again, you're not going to see or enter the kingdom of God. You're not going to make it. I mean, this is very basic stuff, isn't it? But it's New Year, you see. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light. He won't come. I, I meet some people who won't come near me. They'll avoid me. They'll tell everyone else what they're going to do, but they won't come near me. And I use the pulpit to get in your face. If you want to know why I preach, I preach. To, I want the light to get in your face. You might not come to see me, but I've got at least 40 or 50 minutes every Sunday where I can get in your face. Glory to God. That's what a preacher's privilege is. That's light. I hope by the grace of God you'll suddenly wake up and realize there's someone who cares for you even if you don't care for yourself. Do you know, the Jews, when they heard Stephen speak, they blocked their ears, they gnashed their teeth, they ran on him, they stoned him. The reason was they couldn't shut him up. And he just said, you know, while they were doing all their gnashing of teeth, and that was without braces, they were gnashing their teeth and getting so mad and, uh, and Stephen just looked up and said, I see Jesus. That, that was it. They'd had enough. Kill him! But, verse 21, thank God there's a but in it. But he that doeth the truth cometh to the light. Hey, do you know, it's all to do with what you do. You see, it's your actions, by their fruit you shall know them. It's what they do that counts. He that doeth the truth. Cometh to the light that his deeds be made manifest that they are wrought in God. In other words, he's living according to God's will, he's going God's way. You know why the devil always wants to sneak out? He hides, he likes the dark, he don't, he don't want people to know, you know. When people come to me, they say, well, let me tell you something, but I, I need you to keep it secret. I say, I'm, I'm not good at that. There are some things I'm not going to publicize. What Jesus was saying to Nicodemus is, you don't want to be open. That's why you crept in in the night, Nicodemus. You love darkness. 
You'll come and you'll ask the questions in darkness. You'll, you'll seek knowledge in darkness, but you won't seek knowledge in light. You'll seek knowledge so you can manipulate God and use God, but you don't really come clean. I worry when people don't communicate with other people. I worry when there's not an open face. We all, with open face, behold the glory of the Lord. And we're changed from glory to glory, but only with open face. This morning, have you got something to hide? Jesus didn't come to condemn, but he does want to reprove. He wants to reprove so you can be born. He wants to reprove, not to condemn you, but so you can come into light and live in light. He wants you to be a doer of the truth. I had someone who does it in their daily life. Not someone who acknowledges it and then lives their own way. A born again person. A doer of truth. It's how you live. That's what you are. Wonderful. What a new year you could have if you decided, I'm fed up with darkness, I want to walk in light. It's amazing how when you're in darkness, you can always justify the state you're in. It's never your fault, it's someone else's. It's the people around you. It's your parents. It's... Uh, you know, it's the difficulty at work, it's, uh, uh, you know, your friends, it's this, it's that. It's probably the pastor. It's, uh, you know, your past, anything to excuse living wrong. But in the end, light will reprove you. The only reason you don't come to light is because you're evil and you do evil. That's why you're hiding. But it could be a different new year. I like people with open face. There's <laughs> something about a man with an open face. I used to be in the police. I'll tell you, I could go into a place, any place, and look round at a crowd and I could pick out who were the criminals. I'll tell you how I could do it. I'd just look at their faces and the way they were dressed and do you know, it showed. You could pick them out. I once won a tenner when I was in the police. Ten quid, it was quite a lot in those days. 36, seven years ago. I'll tell you how I did it. I was working with someone, I was on crime squads, I was working with someone, and I bet them I could walk in to Piccadilly Circus and I could take him into one of these places where the slot machine was. I said, I guarantee you, I will pick you out a crook who's carrying stolen gear on him and he'll be in there and I guarantee 
within three minutes of getting in there, I'll pick someone out who's a crook with stolen gear. He said, you're on. So I said, give me your tenor now. He said, no, you've got to do it first. I walked in, I walked around once. I'll tell you what I looked at. The only thing I looked at was the faces. I said, that guy, we pulled him, he did two years. Sure, he got stolen. How did I know? When you've got things to hide, you can't hide them because it shows on your face. Strangely enough, no one, you don't have to have discernment, just observation. Now, I was in the police, I wasn't a Christian. But you could also tell someone who had nothing to hide. Your face is no, that's why Paul wrote, and he said, you are our epistles seen and read of all men. You know how you read a person? Their face. Now you say, do you mean their physical face? It, no, I, I, it does show on your physical face, but actually it's the, the face in the heart. You know, the spirit moves upon the face of the deeps. You can actually see, but it, the reflections in your physical face, but it, it shows. It's one of the secrets of being a pastor. Got to be able to see. When you can see that, you, 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 it's, it's quite easy. There's nothing I like more than when I see someone's like that, go up to them, you know? Because you know they're going to want to sneak away. We all, with open face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are changed from glory to glory. He's a good God. Not come to condemn us, destroy us, he's come to save us, to redeem us, to make us whole. It's not a gospel of fear, it's a gospel of grace. The only thing you have to fear is if you love darkness. If you love darkness, you're going to want to hide. You're going to hate light. You're going to hate God. You're going to hate to be found out. But this new year, it can be different. What a wonderful gospel. Amen. you love the truth. So stand up. You know, you can make a decision in a moment. But the decision in the moment has to be followed by the doing in your life. It's not what you decide, it's what you do. You can make a decision and mean it. 
But if your decision isn't followed by action, it's just a decision. I meet many people who say, oh, I responded to God. They made a decision. But the decision was but for a moment. In an emotional moment, they decided, hey, But you have to be a doer of the truth. That's what God calls each one to. A doer. I want to love the light. I want to be with open face before the Lord God of glory. I don't want to hide anything the sunshine of his face. I don't want to disguise anything. Truth in the inward parts. You must be born again. You must be. In the end, you're going to be what you want to be. No one can change your will. No one can persuade you. What you do is what you choose to do. Your decision. Someone can manipulate you to make a decision. But they can't control you. Because you have a free will. But you can make a choice and say, God, I need to come clean. I need to walk in light. I need to love light. I need to be different. I want you each one just to bow your head, close your eyes. Father, in your mercy and your grace, let there be new beginnings in lives this day. People who do the truth. You know, the Holy Ghost is here. I don't know how to explain the gospel any more simply. I don't know how to put it more plainly. Father, I thank you. You divide our sin from us as far as the east is from the west. You'll remember it no more. Lord, I just pray for each one who's come forward. I break the bands, the chains. I break every yoke from off their beads. And I pray, Lord, from this day on, you'll keep them. Lord, let not darkness enshroud them again, but let the light of life be their stay. Lord, do a miracle for each one, I pray. 
in Jesus' name. Amen.